0: Good morning. Hello, folks, and today we're sharing with you our 13th Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series episode that deals with how one acquires their residency, which also is called legal status here in Costa Rica, and so much more. You know, it's a very important and involved process from beginning to end. It's a process that more and more individuals and families, they seem to be con- uh, contemplating and doing as well. Many people are moving to Costa Rica at this point in their lives, and there's so much unrest, it seems like, uncertainty and stress in the lives of many all over the world. And Costa Rica always seems to be that Pura Vida oasis, so to speak, a land of peace and biodiversity and hope for a more sane and tranquil life for all who care to find it. And today and throughout the coming weeks, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who's the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his team have helped literally hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that's involved with the process of moving to Costa Rica. He's been doing this for many years, and he's an expert, a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm so happy to have him here with us. We're going to record a series of Q&A type episodes. Each episode will address and answer a few questions regarding the residency process, what you can expect when living in Costa Rica, and so many other topics that should cover just about every question you have about the daily life that you're going to experience here in Paradise. You're going to learn about how to begin the process, how the entire procedure works, the time frames and so much more, and most important, you're going to meet a new friend in Kevin who will indeed have your best interest at hand when you allow him to work hard for you. One of his clients actually told me that it's like hiring someone to build a new home for you. Kevin and his team, they roll up their sleeves, and they really don't waste any time in tackling the task at hand, which is getting you and your family ready to enjoy Costa Rica for the rest of your lives, and that's pretty darn exciting to be quite honest with you. Kevin, I say welcome to you for the 13th time. We appreciate your spending a few minutes with all of us explaining what you, excuse me, what you know and what we need to know about Costa Rica.
1: Well, Skip, again, I, I thank you for the invitation and I will give you my, my straightforward answers as much as possible or as great as possible. Look forward to your questions.
0: Fair enough. Questions. Uh, Kevin, in our first 12 episodes, again, we discussed your personal history here in Costa Rica, how you got started in the residency business so long ago, and we touched on many other important points. We reviewed the three main types of statuses and how one determines what status to pursue and why one even needs to do all this in the first place. Uh, We went through some of the necessary things to think about, how to start a bank account, does one need to learn Spanish, and so much more, and there's so many questions that come up in the course of day-to-day activity and talking to clients and people that I don't think I'll ever run out of questions, to be quite honest with you, and I know there's no silly or stupid question, and I hope from you, we don't get any silly, or <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we won't, but I appreciate your couple ans- answers to the simplest of questions that we're going to ask of you today, and We're here with our many listeners and they're all eager to hear what you have to say. So with your permission, I'm gonna get started.
1: Fire away, my
0: friend. All righty. Susie from the Tamarindo area, she asked me, how long can I stay in Costa Rica?
1: Well, the quick reply is until your money runs out, but that really is not applicable. Legally, if Susie is from the US or Canada, typically North America, I should say, they have a 90 day visa. And the 90 days can be renewed quite simply by crossing the border or flying back out of the country and back in. But at the 90 day visa, renewable uh, quite simply by again, crossing a border. And she's from Wanakashi, so obviously Nicaragua would be the, the solution getting a little more difficult for our friends in the southern part of Costa Rica because their avenue is Panama. And Panama has made a declaration that they are tired of having people living in Costa Rica cross the border for half an hour and then returning with a new 90-day visa from Costa Rica, coming back into Costa Rica and getting a 90-day visa. So they've implemented a few things like show financial wherewithal when you're in, going to be in, in Panama. Uh, we want to see hotel receipts for a minimum of three days. Uh, are you buying anything? We want to see the receipts for etc. etc. They're making it difficult. They're making it difficult because we really are taking a stance that we are not making money. We are paying the salaries of the people at the border to check you in and check you out, but there's nothing in the Nothing in the pot for the country, and typically, and I'm I'm only guessing now. But if Panama takes this stance, I would dare say that Nicaragua will very quickly do the same thing. So, how can you? How long can you stay? Many days, literally, if you get a renewal on your on your passport you can have another 90 days and 90 days and 90 days forever. But uh, is it wise? Not if you're going to be making permanent routes here. It's, It's not wise. Start your legal process and get a legal status. The tourist, perpetual or otherwise, has no political or legal rights in Costa Rica.
0: It makes a lot of sense, so it is getting a little bit harder to uh, stay here in paradise without your residency credentials. Kevin, uh, this next question, I guess it really pertains to having children here in Costa Rica. Is Costa Rica a good place to raise a family with young children?
1: Yes. Yes, there's a lot of pluses to living in Costa Rica and raising a family here in Costa Rica. The private schools that I would I would strongly suggest you consider. Thus, I would think that you would want to be looking at an area that supports a large expat community, which in turn demands a high caliber, or a higher caliber of schooling. Therefore, um, Espezu, Santa Ana, certain Tamarindo, I believe it is. Uh, they have. Internationally recognized schools and such—that's a big, that's a big concern because you really don't want to bring your children down here as preschoolers or early into the school system and handicap them with a improper or non sufficient uh, education. So it's a it's a big consideration, and that's probably the biggest concern people have. And there are Apple schools here in Costa Rica. Very good schools so graduate from high school, and typically most of them offer a avenue to enter college in your home country at the second year. That's how far ahead they are in the scholastic achievements of the typical good school classes uh, good school good classes in good schools.
0: And just to add to that, I personally know a lot of uh, families who have moved here with their children who were or are uh, six, seven, eight years old. And I'll tell you, they're having a wonderful time. The kids don't spend too much time indoors like they do in the United States. And they seem to really love nature and just all the healthy things that we want our children to grow up around. So I'm sure you can attest to that as well. Correct. Yeah, this
1: is a bit of an addition everybody thinks that uh you know income tax evasion in income tax evasion, is the national pastime here it's not really it's soccer and it's amazing seeing kids looking coming here and then talking to their through street you know, kids they been on the street around the in the park and such and all of a sudden they're involved in soccer and it comes first and foremost that they're of their leisure day, so it's it's a it's a it's a real it's a what's how would you say it? it's a big step forward by doing things we did as kids that seem to to have skipped over now and the the mechanical tools the electronic tools are not as important as the street street soccer games and such. It's a very interesting a positive aspect.
0: And it's kind of hard to create an app that will uh, do anything better than listening to a bunch of howler monkeys in the morning. (laughs) That's (laughs) the natural app that I like to listen to. Hey, uh, Kevin, along the same lines, uh, we all know about the Happy Planet Index. And for those of you who are listening that don't, just Google Happy Planet Index and you'll see what we're talking about here. But Costa Rica has come... And I think, three times as number one as the world's happiest country on the planet. I mean, on the, the planet. That is really something to be excited about. And I know they've come in in the top 10 many years. So is Costa Rica, according to you, the world's happiest country or one of them? You've been there for 30-some years.
1: Well, I think I've, I've contributed very Greatly to their happiness down there <laughs> the fact is there there are problems like there are in any country, but they are and the overall picture there's they're almost insignificant okay the it's a different attitude here uh, people are not overly concerned about the future and what's going to happen to them in the future you know it's it's the stress level, which is what causes most unhappiness. Just is not here. It's not a, a overwhelming factor. You know, when you get up in the morning and you decide, and we know people that do this, if you're going to have a cup of coffee, they actually will roast their own beans because they can. Or they roast a number of days supply and such. Or if they want some fruit, they go to the backyard and they get some bananas or, or grapefruit or... Uh, you name it, we have it here. Lions, even if you want it on your cereal, whatever. It's it's um, it's hard. It's no saying. It's hard to start a revolution on a full stomach. Everybody at the beach, to catch a fish. If they uh, live inland, they uh, go to the garden and pick their tomatoes and make bread and have a tomato sandwich and such. It's a very, very quantum leap backwards in stress levels, but quantum leap ahead in quality of life, I think, and I'm convinced of that I'm a farm boy from Ontario, Canada. I mean, I grew up with, unfortunately, in the middle of the garden weeks upon weeks, and it's just a natural course down here that they're doing what I did a number of years ago.
0: Well, Sharon, you've told me a lot of stories about that, uh, speaking of tomato sandwiches, I know that you and your wife love to go to the farmer's market that uh, is in downtown Santa Ana every Sunday morning. And speaking of that, just talk a little bit about the fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, how you can eat so healthy here, and what foods are most traditional here in Costa Rica?
1: Oh, what foods? Well, starting with breakfast, uh, I think we mentioned already in one of our previous Podcasts. Beans and rice is the staple. Gaia Pinto is called, and it's just, it's a staple. You have beans and rice with a slab of cheese on them, on top of it, and a couple fried eggs or boiled fried eggs, typically, and and bread, and that's your triple carb meal, and that's that's the engine that keeps you. That's the fuel that keeps the engine running all day, and. Uh, Going to the market and, you know, after we've lived now in Santa Ana for, I, I'm going to guess, 15 years or so, actually probably the same place, uh, same complex, but you get to know the same people. They, they get to know uh, you and, and we we typically support the same people day in and day out. We uh, uh, buying bananas, now the man's got into tomatoes and bananas, which are. One of our two staples that we always buy per week. But last week, we ended you know, up, it cost us 500 colonials, which is, I would just say, 50 cents for a dozen bananas. But he thought was in another, last week he threw an extra seven into the mix. So we ended up with 19 uh, bananas and a hand picked that we, the ones we wanted, plus seven he saw what we were picking. So we gave him those out. Other seven, the tomatoes, we like tomato sandwiches. So we buy what would be the equivalent of a, a beefsteak tomato. It's a large honker. And I literally carry my own plastic bags and such because of the ecology thing. We weigh them and such. And that total, total for, and uh, I'd say 15, 18 tomatoes. And they're all the size of a softball. I mean, they're not talk about little. Cherry tomatoes and the bananas are the right size for one for two people in the morning for breakfast, and the bill was under four thousand colones, which would be uh, I don't know, it's uh, over two dollars and forty cents. I'm just doing that roughly off the top of my head. That's the and then you go on to the same place, the lettuce, the the uh, soury, the the on and on, and fresh meat, fresh fish, the fish they sell. That morning we' swimming in the the bay the the day before, and you can tell with the shiny eyes and etc cetera, et cetera. it's high quality and low cost and it's fun uh, just rubbing shoulders with the local people and and joking laughing teasing My uh, I, on my walks, I call walking in Costa Rica the morning of a thousand hellos because. You say hello to everybody you meet, and they say hello to everybody they meet. It's just a, a courtesy. And again, the same thing with these merchants and the people at the market. Can cannot say too much about our market, Santa Ana, and that market is pretty well typical of all markets in Costa Rica.
0: What I like about Costa Rican fruits especially is it took me about a year and a half to Learn number one, how to pronounce them, and secondly, how to eat them. There's so many different trunks they are so juicy and beautiful that uh, you can really, uh, really have a lot of fun in the kitchen, can't you?
1: You really can. You really can. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a meat eater from way back and such, but you know, right now, back when lunch half an hour ago, was a tomato sandwich and the tomato slice covered the, the slice of bread, two slices of bread, and it was half an inch to probably in excess of half an inch thick, a little mayonnaise, a little vinegar, and a little white balsamic vinegar and uh, pepper and salt, and I'm set for the next 20 minutes. No, the next uh, next meal will be six o'clock. So it's it's but it is fresh and, and they'll they'll see you picking up something, and they'll take it out of your hand, and throw, it, throw it in a waste paper basket or the waste can because they don't want you to eat it because it's
0: not up to their standards. Well, Kevin, I, I have about four more questions here, but for some reason, I have a hankering for a tomato sandwich, so I'm going, to <laughs> short. I'm going to pick it up tomorrow, and we have posted Kevin's contact information and his website address on the program notes that are associated with this specific episode, and I urge you to follow up with him through his contact us page of his website, I'm also going to post today's recording of our Q&A session on his website as well. And of course, when you're ready to have all of your questions answered and all of your concerns addressed, and I know there's many of them, Kevin and his team are standing by to get started with your pathway to a new life in one of the happiest countries on the planet. By the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 12 conversations with Kevin regarding residency. Again, all the links are posted at the bottom of the home page of his website at CostaRicaImmigrationAndMovingExperts.com. That's CostaRicaImmigrationAndMovingExperts.com. And if you like what you've heard today, why not share our Q&A session link with your uh, friends and family. We'd love to share our knowledge with everyone who gets anything out of it, and we'd appreciate your helping us get the information out there to all who care to listen. Finally, if you come up with any specific questions or topics that you'd like Kevin to answer, let me know. Send your request to my email address at Costa Rica good News at gmail.com. That's Costa Rica good News at gmail.com. Thanks again, Kevin. We'll see you soon for our next conversation together, talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica and how to make up a- Good tomato sandwich when you're
1: here. <laughs> well, you're welcome, to entirely Skip uh, my uh, all my fingers are intact and and knife um, has been taken away from me. So my wife's taking over the uh, that chore for making supper, and I think it's going to be tomatoes and something. We are on a tomato rush. But uh, you're you're welcome very much for the uh, for my answers. I hope everybody enjoyed them and found them of some,
0: of some interest. Well, I'm running to the kitchen right now, Kevin. We'll talk to you tomorrow, my friend. Absolutely.